podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communication in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned Rock on TV, now through April 2020. You can just visit museum.tv and Friends is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we're going to have Justin Kolovsik. And he is the guy that runs the uh, exhibit here at the Museum Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Yes. What are the things that strike you out there? I love the various suits. You know, Johnny Cash's suit to Di Cornelius's suit. Paul Schaefer's keyboard that he played on the Letterman show. Yes. Artifact after artifact. And that's on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an Opie show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Rick Kemper from Minutia Men. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is, drumroll please, and... F- <laughs> and friend, what the hell was that? My tongue didn't move, so it was like, oh. I was trying to do the and then it got stuck. Yeah. It kind of got stuck up top. Right. See, it did that, like, at the end. Hey, we'll see you next week if you're leaving now because of that. I'm Kimmy, and, um, well, I just want to inform people that I've recently learned you should not throw a surprise party at someone's house. Not apartment, house. Because there's security things, so they'll call the cops. Oh. Yeah, learn that. But cops are actually nice with it, so... Uh... Technically <laughs> broke into someone's house just to surprise them. We, we figured it out, but he gets a blip. Like, still gets a blip of like, hey, you're, you know, your door was open. And it's like, why was my door open? I'm not there. Well, now he's not coming home. Yeah. <laughs> he came home and instantly called the cops. What you should have done is when, ev- when the cops showed up, everyone should have hidden... And then jumped out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing, too. He was too afraid. He's like, there's so many burglary. And I guess he saw, as we ducked down to hide one of us, he oh, saw. Jesus. So it didn't help him even more. So, Just a yeah. bunch of silhouettes from down the street. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. They're still here. Uh, I'm Sam. I eat salad. I call dogs dogs. And often, I always look both ways before I cross the street. I'm really glad you call dogs dogs. Yes. I don't know what else you would call them. Floofers. Poopers. I like floofers instead. Floofers is a, a good one online. Floppies. I don't like them. You don't like that one? No. They only work for certain dogs with the floppy ears. Mm. Yeah. Or the ones with the floppy skin. The heck? I don't like those dogs. <laughs> oh. My those favorite are dog. actually like the worst dogs though because they're the most like inbreded ones i think yeah but they're a work english of art. bulldogs are hey, the worst. i want to get an english bulldog <laughs> why you just want to watch something suffer in your home uh partially um I mean, that's why i want to get married but oh god <laughs> they're what you suffering or no i just i just want to watch someone have to be married to me for the rest of their life no one has to do anything. I know, but you feel bad. You sign a contract. Yeah. It's so hard to wiggle out of. Yeah. You, it's just like, I don't know. It's not worth it. I don't hate you quite enough yeah. to leave. Worst worst part is, is you both deciding if you want to sign the prenup. Yeah. Right? Because how do you do that in a way that's not like, just so you know, I don't think you're going to stay with me and I have more money than you. <laughs> 
You'd probably be the one asking for a prenup because you would want to. I will not have the money <laughs> to justify it. Exactly. I am going to never sign a prenup. Well, it's more of the case. And hope that it doesn't work out, so I make a little cash. But the prenup helps you. Yeah, I was gonna say this will make it so just in case, so you don't you would you would want a prenup, so just in case something does happen, you don't have to split your what you don't have to. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You though, won't get is I'll say, I'll say, Your Honor, I don't have money for alimony. However, she does. I want money. <laughs> I mean, if you both don't have money, you're just gonna be. I intend to marry rich. <laughs> Jeez, you, you thought this through. He wants to be a sugar baby. My whole plan is to be broke for several years at minimum, so I, ex- I, I hope that I find someone with more money than me so that someone will feed me. I like how you keep saying I, but I don't even know, or they, our listeners, don't even know who you are. I'm Tommy, and I gotta get a haircut. <laughs> and why did we save that for last? <laughs> I thought that this whole thing was going to be faster and the delivery was going to really work. So it was like, in my mind, it was going to be like the normal thing of, I do this and I like this and I do this and I like this. And I just go, I got to get a haircut. <laughs> and it was going to be funny. Yeah. But then it took so long that I was like, oh, this doesn't work well, now, know, but I don't have anything else written down. Well, you could have set it up a little bit better. I get. I, I don't know. It's weird if I set it up because then it's not like the quick, but you... Because even what I did was a little much. But yeah, see, this yeah. is why he needs to find someone rich to pay for his haircut. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. I like getting a really expensive haircut because I feel really good afterwards. You see, I feel bad getting really expensive haircuts because it's hair. What's the f- an expensive haircut for men? Like- for me, I spent like 115 once. Jesus what? Christ. There's a whole shave, haircut, hot towel... Okay, that that does sound got some product good. in it. Yeah. Like it was, it, it was worth the money. My sister spends like five hundred. Jesus, she's Jesus. gotta get like color done. She's. I told her I, I was like I, I had to spend like fifty bucks on that haircut. It was ridiculous. And she goes, "That's a lot for you." I was like, "What the fuck do you spend?" She's gotta get like color. She's got product she puts in it. She's getting a whole thing done. See, the most I've spent. Probably is five dollars for a five dollar Tuesdays, but the reason is is because I would buy my friend who is a hairstylist sushi for her and her son. So oh. I mean, so I bought got, my haircuts with sushi. You got an in. Yeah. Yeah. I lost that in now recently, so that's why my hair is chaotic mess. But so maybe now I'll have to start paying the stupid a hundred dollars. Well, I was paying like twenty bucks back home for a simple haircut and like five bucks for tip. But a I moved. And so, you know, I don't have easy access to the same mm. hair cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, like, I was getting that more frequently. So if I just wait multiple months, the price levels out and I can afford to get the whole thing uh, and feel really good about myself. Mm. So, See, the, the joke worked out. Yeah. We turn into a whole tangent. Well, that's yeah. what we did with all our intros, so it was perfect. Yeah, this is actually convenient. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is a lot of, this is a lot of content. Uh, got, Tommy, you want to tell us what today's sponsor is for the show? Uh, today's sponsor is that feeling when you're kind of hungry, like, like it's that midday hunger. So you're uh-huh. kind of hungry, like, but not enough that you're going to get up and stop doing what you're doing, but just enough that it kind of distracts you. And like, the more I talk about it, the, the worse it gets. Oh, okay. I'm hungry, Sam. <laughs> Do you want me to get you a sandwich? A sandwich? You want a sandwich? Ah, uh, I would kind of like a sandwich, but I feel like if I send you to get a sandwich, you're going to come back with something I don't want to eat. 
It's not like personal. Yeah, I'm think, sure you get a perfectly good sandwich. Yeah, I, just, I mean, do you think I would really screw you over with with a sandwich? Not intentionally. Really? I just think that you're going to come back with something. You're going to be like, I love this sandwich. You don't, you don't, don't go like, ah, I don't like turkey. You don't trust my capabilities in, in getting a sandwich? I trust your capabilities. I don't trust my palate. That's a fair statement. So you wouldn't take my sandwich out of fear that you wouldn't like the sandwich? You haven't even brought a sandwich and you're offended. This is why I don't bring up. <laughs> this is why I don't like eating at people's houses. Because they try to feed me and I don't want what they're eating. And I'm like, it's not. It's the ingredients. I don't like the ingredients. And they're just like, you know, what, well, what do you want? And I'm just like, I don't want anything. Leave me alone. I don't want anything, but I'm hungry. I should have brown bagged it. <laughs> you know, I offered you a uh, granola bar at least. I was, I was trying to. Yeah, you but offered I, the granola bar, and when I said no, thank you, you stopped. Yeah. And I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> how, how is that going to work out when you marry rich and they feed you, but you don't want the food that they give you? They can afford whatever I want. That's mm. true. They can have a smorgasbord of food, and it'd be like, here's Tommy's side of food, what he will like, and here's what the... That's what my family person. does at Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. They just make a little ham in the microwave for me. <laughs> God damn. It's so s- the plate I, gets hotter than the ham. I dump Worcester on it. Oh, Jesus. Last question. Do you even know what you want to eat? I th- I didn't think you were going to, to eat. I thought you were going to keep... I thought you were going to stop it. Do, you, do I know what I want? And I was excited to get philosophical. <laughs> do you mean right now? I just ever... Usually not. It's mm. rare that I know what I want, and I, I get hungry, and I look through all my cabinets, and I go, nope, none of this. And I go, and I sit back down, and I go, damn it, I'm still hungry. And mm. I get back up, and I look through all my cabinets, and I go, no, I don't want any of this. And I sit back down, and I'm still hungry, so I get back. And, and we do this for at least five times before I just go, fine, I'll eat this. Yeah. When does the laugh track play during that? <laughs> every time I, Every time I get up, Every time I sit down, every time I walk away from the cabinet, <laughs> and when I finally choose something to eat, the laugh track plays every time. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same laugh track. Oh. It's that one that you always hear in sitcoms. You can pick it out because it's got that one guy who has the higher laugh. He's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you done for me lately, David? David, um... He has no reason to laugh, basically. That's what he has mimed me because he can't talk. Or silence doesn't talk. speaks That's volumes. That's right. Actually, David has been taking professional miming classes. So, yeah. well, as a result of the vow of silence he took last yes. year, yes, yeah. trip to. I mean, that's China. what makes it kind of perfect for this internship because yeah. he doesn't talk. Well, yeah. you know, he he walked in on his, you know, parents. He saw his dad get killed, and then you know he stopped seeing, hearing, and speaking, and now all he does is play pinball all day. Was a deep cut reference to the Who. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But he has a hot sister. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Covering the news from around the world to your backyard. It is time for the news. The news. All right, guys. The I'm- news. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for the news? Yeah. I like. I like that. That intro voice. That was, that was whimsical. Let's roll with it. Like this. I'm on Project Runway. Oh my god. Okay, I can't do that again this whole time. So um, we got some things on what people buy and what people apparently decide to spend their money on. Oh. One of them is a special for you, Samuel. But first, first we're going to start with this one, which is a woman. She's a wife, obvious. I mean, 
women are usually the wives of things. Anyway, that was a random That's thing that just popped in my head. That's where women should be. Well, hey. <laughs> they should be the ones. Hey, wives aren't synonymous with kitchen. <laughs> and That's what you said. That wasn't me. So a lot of wives try to figure a way to kind of have their husbands be home more and not going out. So what she did was she built a pub in the backyard so he would stop going out for drinks and he would be home instead. Oh, that's a genius idea. Now he's drunk at home with his sober wife. That's a great idea, though. You can go out, you know, you don't have to go out to do work. You just go sit in the pub for a little bit, work on your homework, you know. It's funny because it's called the Doghouse Inn. So when he, she tells her friends, where's your husband? She, she's like, he's in the doghouse. Yeah. Oh, that's Get actually it? really creative. So it's clever. Yeah. And it's, it's it looks really cool. It's like, a, it's basically like the she sheds or like sheds, but <laughs> it has games in there. It has like sofa Seems and of course beer. It's a whole somewhat shishier than a she shed. <laughs> shishier. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. Imagine all the opportunities that you get to act out different, like, like position in a pub. Like, you could just sit there the whole time and just be like, hey, I'd like to order a drink. And you run behind the bar and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get you a drink right now. Everyone else had a face when you said position. <laughs> yeah. oh, you meant sex stuff. And you were just trying to play cheers. Yeah. And I appreciate it. <laughs> My brain stopped when he said position. I'm like, position? You know how tough it would be to play Cheers in that bar? Saying Norm every time you get in. But if you make it a whole bit. Yeah, but your wife would walk in on you continuing through each person saying Norm. Every time someone walks in, they they treat it like Norm walked in? Yeah, but you yourself would be treating it like Norm walked in. You'd have to get up and sit in every different seat of the bar saying Norm. I feel like you should just get friends at that point. Yeah. (laughs) This next one is what people will spend their money on, which is the most ridiculous things, apparently. This artist, who, by the way, was on a 15-year hiatus, came back with a piece of art, which was a banana duct taped to a wall, and it sold for $120,000. I had that idea years ago. Also, he sold another one. It was the third edition on it, apparently, because um, two people two people brought it, bought it for one hundred twenty thousand. One bought it for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jeez, that's such a horrible investment. A, three people bought it. Yeah, three people have bought this piece of art. The bananas gonna I, die. They, Do they take the wall? Well, no. Or it, they just duct tape it to a different wall. <laughs> <laughs> is it just a rotten banana? No, what they do is they'll, they'll replace the banana with a fresh one. What? <laughs> That's so much work. You can do that yourself. <laughs> well, why don't you think of this idea and make some money off of it? I did. I just didn't sell it. <laughs> you apparently were already a renowned artist. I would, I'm going to butcher his name so much, but he's an Italian artist. And he, um, before... He, one of his artworks that he did was a solid gold toilet he fitted at Buckingham Palace. Mm. So I'm looking at it know. now, Mauricio Catalan. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You say you, say you even better. You didn't better. move your hands enough, but oh, you're right. Sorry, Mauricio Catalan. Oh. Is that better? Yeah, that's that's much better. Our in, our Italian audience. Yes. <laughs> and now we got hate comments. Woo! <laughs> but seriously, like, if you look at the photo, which we'll put on and friends pod. Instagram page. Yeah. Of the banana or him? I would save the banana. I mean, I could put him. He looks like an angry man. No offense. Like this photo that they, that I'm looking at, which I guess we'll have to put it up now. Oh, Um, he does look angry, but his suit looks joyous. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's a nice little peachy color, it looks yeah. like. It looks like it would be soft to the touch, too. I don't think he's soft to the touch. <laughs> Probably not. This is what I think Princess Peach would look like gender swapped and <laughs> aged 30 years. <laughs> Apparently the banana is supposed to represent the symbol of global, global trade, a witty double entendre, and a classic device for humor. I'm glad he was able to explain that to me. <laughs> double entendre for what? I don't know. It's a witty one. I don't understand the wit in a banana duct tape to a wall. It's actually, it's, it's supposed to represent a, um, other uh, phallic things taped to a wall, <laughs> like a brush or a broom or maybe a baseball bat. His idea was this as he taped his penis to the wall. Yeah. And that's how he got the idea. That idea I also had years ago. <laughs> and I did try to sell, and it didn't work. Did it also hurt taking the duct tape off? A lot. Mm. It's going to be hard because they were going to have to replace it just like the banana. But you're not just taping your penis to a wall. You're taping yourself to a wall. Wouldn't you have to be hard to tape your penis to a wall? No. No, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, to make it to where I would. it worked. Whoa. See? There we go. <laughs> that answered that question. No more questions, Your Honor. All right. The defense rests. Bang <laughs> the gavel. Uh, okay. Today, you know what we're doing right now? We're talking about Florida, baby. We, as we do every week. And today, we're going to start out with the greatest heist ever devised. Hi, it's Rick. And I'm Dave. From Minutia Men. And here is What's Wrong With You, Florida on And Friends. What's wrong with you, Florida? Hey, wait a second. We do this bit. Here's something we've all thought about doing but never really done, except maybe intern David. A Florida man was arrested after punching a Walmart customer for taking too long at the checkout. It's yeah. a little excessive. Yeah, right. Uh, Florida man was a Florida man was arrested this week after punching another Walmart customer because they were taking too long at the checkout. Um, the police said that the Florida man was in a queue for the register and is with his wife and became angry at the customer in front for not moving at all. He allegedly punched the victim in the head following the argument, and there were no injuries. Well. He, it was a face punch. I'd argue there was an injury. Oh, serious injuries, but... Back of the head punch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, he was put on bond. Donkey punch. I've never yeah. been punched in the back of the head, so I'm like trying to imagine how that would feel. It's not pleasant. Don't, David. David, sit down, David. Yeah, you, <laughs> David, you no. talk. I told you David would do this. Yeah. Right? You, you talk about it in front of him, and he just gets giddy. He's going to snap. Right? We've been pushing him too far. Hey, you guys have been pushing him too far. You join in. You're a part of this. Listen, when you're inside of an Olympic-sized stadium, you're going to push him as far as you can. You're an accessory to this murder. <laughs> Damn it. Do not exonerate yourself. The previous intern still hangs from the ceiling as a reminder. One day that won't be enough. I thought it was an ornament. <laughs> we just put some tinsel on it. It also serves to keep David in line. Yeah, it's a morale booster. Sure. <laughs> You know, so he doesn't punch people in the back of the head. The tinsel does look nice. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah it does. It's good. I thought I'd give it a little holiday pizzazz. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, Kimmy, yeah. for doing that. That was you're welcome. That was good. It's wonderful. Yeah, exciting uh, for the holiday special. Uh, we're doing a holiday special on Christmas with Losano and friends. It's gonna be coming out Christmas Christmas morning. Yeah, look at that mid mid segment plug. Yeah. Look at that. Look, we're so good at this. We're really good at cross promotion. I, we have the best podcast around. Everybody I mean, just form a back padding circle. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. 
When you Can it just are... be a massage circle? Have you ever like you know? Ooh. It'd be better. I'd, I'd fuck with I, that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a, nothing sexual. It's a serious lead into something. Of course, I'll be the only woman there. I'm no homo. No hetero. No homo. No hetero. <laughs> <laughs> that evens it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering know. for a second why you looked at me saying no hetero. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Um, very excited though when we, when we're opening our socks on Christmas morning, you get to spend that day with us. Yes, we'll be we'll be there live in your ears. Play us as your children open their presents. Yes, or we'll play be us as you open play your our presents. show because we will also have a holiday episode. I mean, it'll be released a couple weeks before, but you know. Yeah, play. Just play our whole season. You know what? Yeah, just you know, screw the holiday show. Just play our show. You know how TBS does that thing where they'll run, like, a Christmas story all day on a loop? Do that. When your family comes <laughs> over, just run us on a yeah. loop the whole time. I mean, it's even better than a Christmas story. In fact, you know what? Start from the beginning. Start with season one. I feel like you can skip season one and not miss yeah, much. Those I four episodes like don't, don't, don't do us justice. That was now. our longest season ever. Come on, guys. I think the story takes a takes a few episodes to get rolling but i mean yeah. i mean you, you do season one the first time but on a rewatch i think you skip season one it's kind of like the it. pilot season you know yeah, it's like they, they get their footing we are equally as good as breaking bad is what i'm saying yes almost if not better i've never yes. seen breaking yes. bad yeah i've never gotten past the first season because it's really hard to get through and i'm like man i know the second season is going to be great and i'm going to get hooked but I can't get there. Yeah. I spend the whole time going, Walt, I hate your child. Mm. Wait, isn't the child like (laughs) Walter White, the main character? Oh, okay. (laughs) Isn't isn't the child like, like disabled? That doesn't exonerate him from being an (laughs) asshole. I didn't know that fact. That kind of just makes you an asshole. No, it does not. I mean, it makes me an equal opportunity. Angry man. I'm (laughs) yeah. He's an asshole. All right. The fact that he has crutches does not exonerate him from being an asshole. So I've still not seen it, so I'm going to just play yeah. Switzerland and back up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Watch uh, season one and agree with me. <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's go back to Florida. <laughs> it's shockingly safer, it sounds like, than his angry rants. We can I, never go back to Florida I got, after what we did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, last story, and I promise this one is brief and tastes fine. Um, there's a new dentist in town, and I want to go because there is a Facebook dentist in Florida giving out at-home botched braces. Now, how do you how do you feel about that? I've never had braces. Mm. I mean, honestly, so... I don't trust a dentist that makes house calls. I guess orthodontist rather, but it's it's an orthodontist making house calls. Yeah. Ah. Look, uh, listen. You can get uh, you can get these braces. She offers them for four hundred dollars a piece, and you can also get them in twenty four karat gold if you want. You know, just for a little bit of an upcharge. A little. And it, you know, it's a great save uh, because usually braces cost around uh, five thousand five hundred dollars. So, I mean, she comes to your house. She puts on the braces. She gets the braces material off the black market. What's <laughs> what's the end price? It's That's, four four hundred dollars. Oh, four hundred. I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred. If you're getting four hundred dollar braces, you should kind of expect that you're getting you're getting fucked up. If this doesn't sell you now, I'm gonna give you her pitch. It's uh, I have no office. I work out of my home, and also be prepared for pain. 
you will not be able to eat normal after this. What? Yeah. Sign me up. Heads up. This is going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> and I have no credentials. You're going to be fucked. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does say that she's not a licensed orthodontist or what? dentist or hygienist. What? So even that... I would, because apparently you could check the Florida databases and it, it shows that yeah, up. Yeah, you check the Florida databases and she doesn't show up. And most of the pictures on her Facebook page are from uh, the popular game Speak Out, a comical Duh. challenge where players try to speak with a device in their mouth. What? Yeah. Wow. She found like a board game and went, these are pictures of me hard at work. Yes. Jesus. How did anyone fall for that? They must have been really dumb. Apparently she's been doing pretty well. I think it's more like you look at that and you think like, sure, this probably isn't going to be as good as like a, like, a, like a real dentist. But you go like, well, you know, this is a cheap, it's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't realize that this is not a licensed orthodontist on first like, glance. Under the table, though, you know, no, right. no taxes, you know, you don't have to deal with an upcharge. You're thinking I'm saving a lot of money. Yeah. I think this is going to be worth it in the end. And then you realize you can't eat normal. So now you have to... <laughs> Either drink smoothies to, for your lunch for the rest of your life, or you have to now pay the full price of another set of braces from a real orthodontist. If not more. Probably more, because yeah. now your teeth are extra fucked up. But do they have them in 24 karat gold? Ooh. If you bring your own gold, you might be able to get that. I want also, that would be like a terrible... A terrible thing to put in your mouth. It's so malleable. But, they they used to put gold in people's mouths all the time. Think of the people who get the... It's like gold-plated, right? The one, the things. Oh, like God. gold tooth? No, not the gold tooth. A grill? Tooth. Yeah, a grill. It's like, Yeah, but you, you can know. take grills out. Well, think of this as a grill that's permanent for a little while. A permagrill. Yeah, permagrill. Perma that sounds like permaseal. <laughs> George... George I was going to say, it sounds like George Foreman's <laughs> yeah, new George, creation. George the permagrill. Yeah. It's just like a 24-karat gold grill. Yeah. I was Im I was imagining like a George Foreman grill, but just installed into your home. That's that's Like that's, as an appliance? That's called a stovetop <laughs> oven. No, no, but it's small. It's a special stovetop oven. It's called a stovetop oven. It doesn't catch the grease like the George Foreman grill. Also, a stove and a grill are two very different things. Right? If you put a pan on your grill, you're in trouble. You if you put a, a steak straight on your stove, you're in trouble. Well, there's certain stoves that have the middle one, because my parents have it, the middle thing comes off, and then there's, like, a grill. Yeah, and you can also really? get grill. Yeah. You can, you, you know, you yeah. can put a grill on top of a stove. Like, you can, you don't have to have a grill to grill things. <laughs> get a porch, the grill though. is actually just the name of the thing that the fire is under. Or it's electric, because there's, like, electrical grills. These guys... Who are you talk? Don't talk to David. <laughs> David's on my side. Don't David is not. He's frantically you're signing <laughs> that he agrees with me. You're just realizing you're wrong and you're trying to get someone on your side. We're not even so much disagreeing as having a difference of facts. Oh. You know, there's also multiple different types of grills, right? You can have a grill that is like, you know, with the holes and then one that's like a flat surface. You don't know. You just, only the bars. That's the only kind okay. that exists. Wait a minute. If you say that a grill is only with the bars that fall through, then the George Foreman grill, in your opinion, is not a grill. Does it not have that? It doesn't no. have that. It's I practically that. a panini press. Wait, why wouldn't we just get panini presses then? Oh, Jesus. I've never had a George Foreman grill. I didn't realize it was... Then why are you 
acting like you know what it is. Okay. I knew the base concept. I knew that the whole idea was that it catches the grease, right? I'm not even on mic, but do you, I'm showing photos of what a George Foreman grill. And I'm seeing bars. Yeah, no, they're just like in, indents, indents. They're not actual grill. It's just marked. It's supposed to emulate the, the bars or the yeah. grill. It's supposed to be like the Because bars. it's a grill. That's the iron sheet is called a grill. It's emulating a grill. No, it is a grill. All right. If we did not know in the beginning that you did not know that the George Foreman grill is not one with holes Tommy, in the thing. it's not a grill. This would have ended all of this. This is what it is. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking straight out of your asshole. That's so true. You can't even... Can't talk out of my mouth. My foot's in there. Uh, <laughs> this went so off the rail. Hey, if you like and friends, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits podcast network like... Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. That's Minutia Men. Yes, it, it's new. Yes, it's a new show. And it's only one interview. Ooh. It's only one? Yes, it's not the plural. Oh, it's a special? No, it's a, it's a continuing series, but it's not plural. The title is Celebrity Interview. Well, it shouldn't, shouldn't they pluralize? They're doing more than one. Is it one really long interview they're, they're putting over the course of, of how many episodes? I, I'm, I, I'm, well, let me, let me give you the description a yeah, little bit so maybe please. you could like, well, yeah, understand. Do, do the description. I'll see what I get <laughs> It's out of Rick Kempfert and David Stern. I they like interview so celebrities, and as the name Minutia Men implies... The interviews often, I can't know that word, my brain. I'm going to read this. Delve. Delve. Okay. I wanted to say dabble and I was like, that's wrong. I'm just going to read this over again. It's Rick Kempfer and David Stern interview celebrities. And as the name Minutia Men implies, the interviews often dabble into. Delve. 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 Often delve. Start over. I'm just going to go to the interviews. The interviews often delve into lesser known details. Sounds like a weird sentence. Of well-known celebrities or of. Or examinations into celebrities that aren't as well known. It's fun. It's compelling. It's memorable. And some of these words in this just don't sound like something people would read out loud. So that's why this is the description. Minutia Men Celebrity <laughs> Interview. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find a podcast. Just search for... Radio Misfits? Yeah. Why were you confused about that? I just wanted to say it really weird. So I said Radio Misfits? Because I was also thinking Tommy would have said it, but I kind of just jumped I, in there. I know. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Radio Misfits? It's not a question. It's not a question what it is. He said it happier. It was like Radio Misfits. No, it's that you put it. It you put the uptick on the on the end. It sounds like you're confused. Radio Sorry, Misfits. let me try again. Radio Misfits. That works about Is that better? Yeah, that's better. And now, a bonus segment from the Rick and Dave Show. <laughs> this week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with... Rico Suave himself, Gerardo. You were far better looking than Rick and I ever were. Uh, <laughs> do you still have that beautiful mullet? As far as the mullet, there's nothing I can do, my brother. My hair be receding for the last couple of years. is almost gone. Oh, now oh. we love you. Yeah, yeah. Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an Opi show... Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com If you missed Los Anno or Los Anno and Friends, here's what you missed. Tony, I think we have to talk about something. All right, let's talk. You spoke about going to see Star Wars again. We need to talk about you in Star Wars. 
I'm proposing that before you see Star Wars again, which I know is going to happen, we need to get at least two other movies under your belt during this viewing season. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the No, no, <laughs> sir. We need to get something that does not involve laser swords, so to speak. How many times have you seen it, Tony? Seven. Just seven. Just seven. <laughs> Tony, that's over 14 hours mm-hmm. of your life devoted oh. to watching one, in my opinion, Pretty mediocre Star Wars. Really? Oh, man. <laughs> that always scares me a little. <laughs> In a good way. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called. I'm Mark Vernon from the Car Guys Reports Informed Automotive. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com. And we're back. Um, uh, just to clarify, Dave, uh, being the wonderful intern that he is, he sent us a little um, telling us what a grill is oh. and, and how it is. What is a grill? Okay, a barbecue grill is a device or surface used for cooking food, usually fueled by gas or charcoal or the part of a cooker that performs this function. That sounds like what Tommy's been talking that's about. That's what I normally go for, I yeah. think, is the yeah. barbecue grill. But it also yeah. says a part of a cooker that performs this function, so it could be a stovetop mm-hmm. grill, you know. Right, right. Uh, so there's also a flat-top grill, a cooking device often used in restaurants, especially diners. There's also a grill. Wait, a rest- isn't, isn't the flat-top grill more like, isn't that, like, isn't that what a griddle is? Uh, kind of. It's like a burger, you know, like a burger place where they have the flat top and they're yeah, just Yeah, you flipping, can kind of you know? like but it's still a just grill. sear it on there, yeah. but yeah. You're saying griddle, and that's just making me think of like that's the griddle not, sandwiches that yeah. they do at McDonald's. I think griddle is just what you call it when it's breakfast. Yeah, there you go. I, do you, are you sure? Like a McGriddle. That's what I've decided. <laughs> I also, a grill is a restaurant that serves grilled food, such as a bar and grill. And grilling is a form of cooking that involves direct con- direct heat. So all of these are kind of supporting what Kimmy and I have been talking about. I feel like it equally and supports a, myself. You <laughs> were talking about a barbecue grill. And, yes. And a mixed grill is a combination of traditional grilled foods. That one I didn't know. Somewhere, someone's listening to this going, these fucking morons. They don't know what a grill is. But the thing is, if we go back to the original of what you were talking about, of having a barbecue grill inside, it's just you take a movable barbecue grill and take it from the fucking outside and shove it inside. But that's and not ha- an appliance. <laughs> it is an appliance. You can it's make it one. outdoor appliance. It's they not also have, stuck to the wall. They also have the tiny little ones that are portable barbecue grills. It's still a grill. That's what I thought the George Foreman was. It is. It's a George Foreman grill. But it's not a barbecue grill. That's what, because she was talking about a okay, small barbecue okay, grill. That's yeah. exactly what I thought all these years a I, George Foreman was. I guess the George Foreman would be more of a flat top grill. Yes. Yeah. So you've also just learned today that huh, the George Foreman grill is not a barbecue grill. I learned a lot. <laughs> We're going to go back into the annals of history right now. We didn't do it last week. Um, and we didn't do it during Thanksgiving because, you know, it's Thanksgiving. We're eating turkey. We were busy spending at least five minutes of our time chewing quietly yes. on the mic. <laughs> yes. It was some weird ASMR shit. Um, but uh, we're going to look back uh, to what happened next week, this yesteryear, tomorrow. But not today. We're just talking about it today because it's actually for next week, but a version of next week that isn't actually next week. 
feel like your description complicates things even more, but keep going. Um, so we're going to start off with December 18th. That's my birthday. It is, it time, is time for, for next, next week's, week's today. That's right. It's time for our dearly beloved segment where I talk about stuff that happened one time or another. But next week, uh, we're going to start with December 18th. And did you know that in December 18th, 1966, How the Grinch Stole Christmas made its TV debut? Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know it was narrated by Boris Karloff? I did not. Yeah. Right? It became an instant television Christmas classic. Although I haven't seen it once on TV this year. Don't you... Don't you like the Jim Carrey version just a little bit more? I was going to say, that's the no. only one I've seen on TV this year. Guilty no, pleasure. No, no. You know you like it. No, I don't. It's a really great movie. For know. what it is? Any live action Dr. Seuss movie? Hmm. You have any idea how much he suffered for that? It was a, it was a yak fur suit. Oh. He had to have a CIA operative train him to resist torture to maintain that. Oh, my God. That's why Jim Carrey's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... On December 18th in 1965, uh, the 13th Amendment, we all know that one, it abolished slavery. It goes into effect. They did it. Wow. And it only took it until 1990-something for uh, Mississippi to finally enact it. I like the 1990-something. It was a uh, birthday gift for me. Yes. Is your birthday birthday December 18th? Yes, it is. I share it with Joseph Stalin. How the hell didn't you say that? He did say that when we first started. Oh. How the hell did you not pay attention? I, I did. It was really loud, but it was distracting because we were also dealing with the thing that I had forgotten to play the intro. Oh. Well, I heard you. Well, yes, I you do. You, you <laughs> shared a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, do, you do share um, a birthday um, with one of the greatest men of the 21st century, which is Joseph Stalin. He literally just said that too. I know. I did. I, I'm just... <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's complimenting. He's... Yeah. He's expanding on that. Yes, I'm expanding on it. Uh, You do. uh, Unlike him, though, you haven't killed 80 million people. That's true. Which is, yeah. My numbers are low. Considering I share a birthday with Stalin and Kim Jong-un, I got big shoes to fill. Yeah. And a big belly. And also, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, (laughs) okay. That's a lot of them on the 18th. All right, well, fuck your birthday now. We're going on to December 19th. (laughs) Um... Uh, December 19th, 1992. It's also another birthday. It's the first time Al-Qaeda ever attacked the United States. Wow. Yeah, look at that. I don't think this is a birthday we should celebrate. Formed by Osama bin Laden, you know, classic celebrity, um, uh, bombed the Goldmore Hotel in Adin, Yemen, where U.S. Marines had been staying. Shit. Yeah, but the, the Marines had already left, which is nice. And then, but they tried again. They tried to bomb a second hotel, the Aden Moven Pick Hotel, where another U.S. Marine had also been staying, and three people were injured. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, in ni- December nineteenth, nineteen seventy three, and I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this. I was, I was pretty young when this happened. Seventy three. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Carson ignited a toilet paper panic. He pretty much made a joke about the oil embargoes, and he said, "You know, we've all got to start. Uh, we all got. We all have s- sorts of shortages these days. But have you heard the latest? And I'm not kidding. I saw it in the papers when they. You remember papers, right? Um, there's a shortage of toilet paper, and everyone panicked and actually created a shortage of toilet paper. Maybe they should stop making papers, and then they would have toilet paper. I love 
that the style of talk show host monologues hasn't changed a lick and you can tell right here because like if you heard those and i'm not kidding about this and then just news story yeah. i'm like you can watch kimmel do that every night yeah it's the same thing it's been for years and it works the only difference Decades. the only difference is no one watches it anymore hmm. i think kimmel's pretty popular Fallon slightly less so these days, but still pretty up there. Conan significantly less so, but still on TV. Colbert's kind of, I guess, he is getting the boomers because my dad listens to him now a lot more. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. I liked Colbert better on his own show. Yeah, he kind of lost it. I like him as a person, and I liked him on his own show. Mm. I don't really care for his late night as much. Well, we'll move on. That's some interesting interviews, though. Uh, December 20th, and I don't know if you guys remember this, in 1989, the U.S. invaded Panama. Isn't that great? Oh, I remember this. Yeah, they, they did it to overthrow the Panamanian leader. Is that really the word for it? Wow. The Panamanian leader, Manuel Noriega. Noriega. Noriega, thank you. Manuel Noriega. Yep. Uh, Panamanian... He surrendered, he surrendered two weeks later and was subsequently sentenced to 40 years in prison for drug trafficking. They got a dictator on 40 years of drug trafficking. And racketeering and money laundering. Yeah. Oh, Just saying. okay. Yeah. There's there's more than that. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's a little... Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this guy killed how many people? <laughs> and they were just like, slap on the wrist. You go to prison and think about what you did. And it was nice, too. You know, there really wasn't that much damage done. Um, 23 U.S. soldiers, 3 U.S. citizens, 150 Panamanian soldiers, and 500 Panamanian civilians were killed in the operation. And there were over uh, 20,000 uh, Panamanians displaced. That's a lot of civilians, <laughs> especially compared to the number of soldiers killed. Yeah. I didn't realize how much of a disaster that was. <laughs> Uh, in uh, December 21st, we're moving on, uh, Elvis met Nixon in Ooh. 1970. That's right. Uh, Elvis Presley, who was commonly known as the king of rock and roll. I don't know if you guys knew that. I just had a dream about Elvis Presley. Just wanted to throw that out there because it's weird that, you know, it comes up in this. Oh. Sorry. No, it's fine. Spooky. What did, yeah. you, what, what did you do with? He he sang to me and danced and we, we danced. And then something happened with like, we were just, it was very focused on feet and the footwork and it was really weird. But um, yeah, it was interesting because it's very vivid and it, I think it happened like either last night or the night before. So it's scary now that, you know, Elvis comes back. I'm being what haunted. You, what do you think the focus on feet says about your subconscious? I guess I wanted to dance with Elvis. Okay. Huh. I don't know. It was just fancy footwork, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Elvis, get that feet." Mm. It was really weird, but cool, but weird. Uh, apparently, the meat was done because he had claimed to have done an in-depth study of drug abuse and communist brainwashing techniques, and wanted to lend his assistance. That makes sense. Yeah. Weird. I feel like Elvis meets Nixon is one of those specials, like where Scooby Doo met the Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I picture. Secretly, yeah. this was just an all cartoon episode yeah. <laughs> that this never aired. A Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 60s. <laughs> Elvis meets Nixon. <laughs> all, all running in the same White House room. Um, also on December 1st, uh, 21st in 1913, the first crossword puzzle was made by Arthur Winnie. It appeared in the New York World. Yeah. I didn't know it took them that long to come up with crossword puzzles. Cool. Um, That's fascinating. I know. Uh, in it's a, an interesting fact we learned today. We learned many interesting You can things. actually play it later if you want. I got, I, the, I got the link in. I kind of want to play a crossword puzzle right now. I'm so bad at crossword puzzles. I can't. Not great, but I can't like, spell. enjoy it. I've noticed that. Sometimes I just correct your things in the skeleton because <laughs> they bother me. Like Florida. It's a hard word to spell. 
Um, also, on December 22nd, we're moving on, uh, we lost a great American tradition um, in 1942. The Bellamy salute is replaced by the hand-over-heart salute in Congress. Uh, they amended uh, the flag code. Um, the Bellamy salute, which had officially been the way to salute the American flag while reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, had lost its favor because of its similarity to the salutes adopted by Italian fascists and Nazis during World War II. I can see why you might want to change that around at that point. Yeah. 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 So it's, oh, wow, extended right hand at forehead with palm down. That is, wow, we don't talk about that. We did yeah. the same salute at the flag. Yeah, but it shows you a lot of things that the Nazis truly ruined. You know? I know. They ruined that mustache. They ruined they that ruined mustache swastikas. The swastika. You know. Smoking. What was the swastika Organized used sports? beforehand? It was, it's a Hindu symbol, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, It's been rotated slightly. Yeah. Oh, I would be, like, pissed off as a Hindu person. Oh, they hate the Nazis. Well, that's, I mean, that's oh, one of, like, a million reasons. I was just saying, I think a lot <laughs> of people... I didn't know they hated them. the Nazis. I didn't know people hated the Nazis. Reason 85 out of 1,000, but yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. go talk to some people in, like, Israel and see how they feel in all the Jewish people. That wasn't... I'm assuming they don't care for Nazis. <laughs> I actually, I think they hunt down Nazis. They don't like us either. Yeah. Do you like us? I like you guys. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's different. Um, Israel hates our show. It's canon. Yes. Benjamin Netanyahu fucking despises this show. Right. <laughs> Those and friends. They exposed my corruption. The schmuck doesn't know what a grill is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're moving along here on Netanyahu's December. Netanyahu's from New York now. God damn Moving along, uh, December 23rd, the World Trade Center was constructed. We all remember the World Trade Center, right? Boy, we put this in the same one as the first Al-Qaeda attack, huh? <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that one. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so the World Trade Center, it topped up at uh, 1,350 feet with uh, uh, 1,100, no, uh, 110 stories, making it the world's tallest building at the time, although this record was broken by... The Sears Tower. Second City wins again. That's right. Um, and Ooh. I didn't I didn't know that this happened, but it was destroyed in 2001. Get out, really? Where'd yeah. it go? I don't know. Planned demolition? or I'm not taking part I, of this. I think, I think it was. <laughs> Maybe we should skip it. <laughs> I'm done. Um, December 24th. We're near the end here. Sears Tower is still standing. Was that say? <laughs> Beat him out twice. And now everyone hates us. Uh, yeah, that's going to get cut. <laughs> December 24th, 1955, and I don't know, I did this as a kid, um, the NORAD tracking for Santa Claus was yes. introduced. We use military resources to track Santa. Right? It's the same footage every year, but it's so fun. Yes. <laughs> Um, the, the Colorado Springs uh, Colorado Sears store uh, ran an ad asking children to call Santa. However, the misprint gave the con ad uh, the forerunner to NORAD phone number. So the con ad soldiers answered the call, starting a holiday tradition that is now called NORAD. Aww. And we have another really fun one on deck. Well, this is great. Um, well, I, I didn't know if you guys knew this. Uh, the day before Christmas, December 24th, uh, 1865 was the first time the Ku Klux Klan group was organized in Pulaski, Tennessee. An American tradition started. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I feel like you picked Exciting. a lot of things that makes it where it's like, wow, this week in history, yeah. a lot of fucked up shit. December is fucking dark. And you know what? It didn't really last that long because it was disbanded in the early 1870s. Which oh, is, you good. Know, good thing the Klan's yeah. not around anymore. But it came back around 1915. <laughs> And 1950. So, you know, they got their footing back a little bit. I don't know if it was the day before Christmas, but, you know, at least they did it as a little It was probably during that time when, you know, the depression hits. It's like, ah, I feel depressed. Let's just start hating people. Gotta blame this on somebody. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, did you know there was actually a pretty significant Nazi movement in the U.S. during the... Yes, they marched in Skokie in the 70s. I was talking about during World War II. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I think it's... Never really Ford, going away. Which you know, is Ford exciting. was a Nazi, right? Oh yeah, he yeah. inspired Hitler. Hitler read his shit and was like, "This guy's onto something." I think that is why World War One happened. But do you know what? Something great that the Nazis gave us. There's two things that they gave us: rockets, orange powdered drinks, microwaves, the Volkswagen Beetle. That's true. I was gonna, I was gonna say Fanta, but the Volk, Volkswagen Beetle, yeah, <laughs> and non-smoking ads. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. It, surprisingly enough, Hitler did not like smoking. Yeah, you wouldn't think he'd really be on it with... You know, he was a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know he was addicted to amphetamines? That sounds about right. Yeah. What a, what a contradictory guy. Yeah, hypocrites tend to be pretty bad. I mean, like, not that that's the problem with Hitler, but, like, it's just weird where <laughs> he draws the line on things. Yeah. <gasps> the children will not have lung cancer. <laughs> I mean... They visionary. must serve. True, true visionary right there. Uh, anyways, uh, that's the history from next week. And next week, we'll talk to you more about the history of next week. I believe the following week. Yes. All right. Hello. <laughs> we just had a moment, Sammy. <laughs> we made a connection. Uh, all right. Be sure to tell your friends about And Friends, which is available online at radiomisfits.com. Tommy, do you have a tangent? Yeah, my bathroom constantly smells like weed, and I do not smoke, uh, and I'm very upset about this, uh, and I don't want to go to my RA and play snitch, but also I'm sick of it, because they hotboxed my bathroom from another apartment. Whoa. It got bad last night, because my my one roommate sits closer to the bathroom, that's where his bed is, and he got sick of the smell, so he ended up closing the door, mm-hmm. and he's like, this is going to smell awful when we open it. And it smelled like we had just smoked in the bathroom. Mm. And it's all coming through one vent. So how are you planning on dealing with it? I don't know. So far what I've done is last night while it was going on, I just screamed really loud, open a fucking window! Oh, wow. And I'm hoping that they heard that and will start opening a window. I don't expect they will. Other than that, we have a plan that involves uh, putting a camera on a stick through the vent and seeing whose room it goes into. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're going to knock on their door and go, dude, open a window. I don't give a shit because like, I don't care if they smoke. Like, I'm not going to try to play snitch and just be like, all right, someone's smoking marijuana. <laughs> but like, that what a snitch sounds. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some, some like ni- early 19th century immigrant. <laughs> 
That was really specific. You have some deep-seated prejudices. <laughs> no, it's no. That's what they sound like in all the old radio shows. They'd always come out and be like, "Oh, you know, like uh, if you ever listen." It's to not J- me. That's what they sound like. No, it's, did you ever listen to the Jack Benny program? They got Mr. Kitzel, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Mr. Kitzel. Oh, I talk like this." I mean, he also almost sounded like Pee Wee Herman. So it's yeah. true. That's a safer analogy. Yeah, I was, was going to say like it's just goofy voice. Sorry, I, I thought podcast radio, old timey radio, immigrant. <laughs> Immigrant. <laughs> Immigrants. What? <laughs> now Israel hates us even more. Uh, Not just them. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I made, sorry, made fun of. You made fun of immigrants in general. I made f- no, I made fun because of- all immigrants have one voice. Now you said that. You're sick. I am. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? All right. So you should get a George Foreman grill and grill in your bathroom. Just cancel out the smell yeah, exactly. with the, oh, well, no, the just smell of sausage and over, bacon grease. Overdo it or get like a barbecue and like like light a barbecue in Let's your room. Actually, Smoke them out. Yeah. No, I think he has a good idea. Get it to where it smells like food. So when they get the munchies, they come to you. So then you can tell them, open a window. Yeah. You don't have to do the work. They come to you. Bada bing, bada boom. Everybody wins. Girl, girl. In general, if I just make it smell like food, they're going to be like, I can't smoke now. I'm going to get even. I'm already hungry. Imagine how hungry I'm going to be if I smoke. This is genius. Grill some, grill some really stinky fish and then put it in an Amazon box and leave it outside of their door with their address on it. Or I've decided that it's my next door neighbors and I'm thinking about just leaving horrible things for them. Just shit in a box and leave it for them. <laughs> that's, that's a bad option because what if it isn't your next door neighbor? <laughs> but I believe it is. There's four people that live in that room. One of them is a problem and I'm just going to leave... You know what you should do? Some horrible thing in a box in front of their door, and they'll go, ooh, cool stuff. You, you should call... And fish! <laughs> you should call a police stripper and send it to their room, because it's still not legal, and it would freak the shit out of them, and then the police officer would be like, I gotta uphold the law here. It but, it smells funky, and man, I've rips got, like, off his shit. A week to pull this off yeah. before we move out Wait, for hold Christmas. up. The thing is, if he does that, imagine trying to sign them in downstairs. Because don't you have, like, the dorms and everything? Well, it's a, it's a tearaway police outfit. So they're like, this is a weirdly cut officer. Yeah. yeah. But if you, you know, if you've got to, if these are your friends, go ahead. Yeah. If you're trying to have a good time, we're not going to stop you. Yeah. I mean, there, there is My some... RA might care, but my, the security guards in my building do not give a shit. <laughs> I've seen people go past, like, a million clanking bottles. We are a dry canvas. We're not allowed to have it. But they have like a bunch of clanking bottles of alcohol, and the guards are just like, "Don't look at me." Yeah, well, give it, a shit. It's <laughs> tough when you walk into the guards and you're clanking bottles, just saying "warriors." You know, just use a fake name, whatever you do. What is that called? Is that called the Warriors? The movie? It's the it's one a, where it's like the gang in New York. Yeah, they fight all the other gangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors, come out and play, yay! I've never actually seen it. I've just seen like a million clips from it. Yeah. That's on my it's list. It's a classic. It is. It's a cult classic. The plot of the movie is that this guy has united all of the gangs in New York because That's he's true. like, we all work together instead of fighting each other. Yeah. We can just run the whole city. It's not to be confused with the Martin Scorsese film, Gangs of New York. Literally, that's right. where my brain yeah. was going. Yeah. Somebody shot you. that guy 
while he was had everyone gathered. Yes. And they just turn and they see this guy yeah, and they're like, that guy shot him based on very little information. So you have to follow the warriors as they travel through different gang territories. Cause, yeah, because he's a member of the warriors. Yes. So they're like, oh my God, the warriors ruined everything. So now they have to get back to their territory on the other side of New York yeah. and they got to go through all the other gangs turf. And it's, it's really confusing at that scene because you think that he actually just wants to play with the warriors, but he doesn't. He actually wants to fight them. Yeah, I think he wants to murder them. Yes. I think it's the, the hidden subtext. Yeah. David says that The Warriors is a 1979 American action film. Mm. That is all that David has written. Uh, it seemed like he was going somewhere with it and then heard us explaining, and that was the end. Yeah. Warriors, come out to play. Yeah, I don't feel enticed. So, Kimmy, how would you rate the Warriors? Um, I've never seen it. One out of thirteen. Yeah, I think a five. One. <gasps> a one. Whoa. Your description wow. of it made it weird because you said the guy was shot and he's the Warriors, but it's really like they wanted no, no, to no. kill the Warriors. So I'm like, no, no, the guy who they think shot him. Yeah. Was a member of the Warriors. Yes. Y- yes. He was framed. The guy who was shot was not a member of the Warriors. No. But who actually shot then? The the guy. Well, no, after I seen it. after I think it's the ending. Well, no, but after he was framed, you know, they put him up on the wall. But they had to travel all through New York with the framed, framed guy. Okay, he's done. Can we mute him? <laughs> he has the power to mute us. I right know. Now. Why do we give him that power? I guess we can't trust me with it. No, <laughs> no. no, God, no. How how would you rate the show? How I'd rate it? I mean, on what scale? Are we back in that 13 scale? Uh, zero I'm to 15 thinking, this time. I'm zero thinking maybe a meat scale or, meat. Uh, or, or maybe a scale that you step on to check your weight. If this was a meat thermometer, where would you put it? In the rear. <laughs> hey Hey All right. And on that note, let's end this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, rate, and subscribe to and friends on opishows.com. Wherever you find your podcast, just search for Radio Misfits. And a special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com, which is hippo spelled backwards, uh, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Because Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Any last words? Uh, RadioMisfits.com. That's great. We'll see you next week. <laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OPIShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Thoughts and prayers to our police officers. Teaching sex ed through porn. Dating app with one guy. My brush with rock and roller Lou Christie. And our celebrity interview with playwright, actor, radio guy, cynic, Spike Manton. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com A new exhibit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Artifacts from the Jackson 5, Sonny and Cher, Elvis, Cindy Lauper, ZZ Top, Eric Clapton, and more. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, 360 North State Street, Chicago. From Bandstand to Gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv.
Hey, hey, Free Kicks is in a very special place. We are in London. So pumped up. Stamford Bridge, back at the old stomping grounds, looking forward to a, a great match against West Ham. Chelsea is uh, Adam's favorite team. We're going to get to see them live. You'll hear all about our adventures, exclusive interviews, and we're going to call this episode Free Kicks Across the Pond. Fantastic. Pip, pip, governor. <laughs> he hates when I say that. Don't even do it. <laughs> Next time on Free Kicks Across the Pond. I'm Dave Stern from Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Please join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special. Coming this holiday season to opishows.com.